Hi there, welcome or welcome back. I'm really glad you're here. We're on to part three of how do I get my two-year-old to talk. So if you haven't listened to parts one and two, please go back and take a listen. They're not in any order of importance or steps, but in hindsight, I think part one strategies of of sabotage may have been better placed as part three, just because it tends to be the hardest one to implement and be consistent with most often, but not all the time. And part two strategy narration, although fairly easy, can feel the most awkward. So today we are on to part three, giving choices. And I know I say this about all of them, but this one can really be a lot of fun. Stick around, take a listen, and I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to this podcast, The Talking Toddler Coach. I'm your host and coach, Heather Randolph, pediatric speech language pathologist, cheerleader of mamas, wife and business owner. My passion is to empower you, moms, to help their little ones begin to talk or talk more. If you're worried about your child's speech development, confused about what to do, or frustrated by the advice you've been given, or are still on a wait list for speech therapy, you have come to the right place. This is where you'll go from uncertain to calm and confused to confident by learning about speech development and realistic expectations, receiving tips and tricks to help you in your daily life with your kiddos communication, using consistent action steps I'll teach you. All right, let's get into it. For the last two weeks, we've been talking about a couple strategies on how to get your toddler to talk, how we can give them opportunities to communicate. So we've talked about sabotage, which included modeling language with or without signing and using that expectant pause. And we've talked about narration, which also included the powerful expectant pause. This isn't asking questions. This is giving facts, stating what is actually happening. So today we're going to be talking about giving your toddler choices. You're going to pair that with modeling the words for the item and that all important expectant pause. So let's review our scenarios. Scenario number one, your toddler starts walking around the kitchen, looking up at the counter in the fridge. You instantly know they want a snack. You get your toddler settled into their high chair for some snack time. You hand them their favorite toddler sized plate with the sliced apples for their snack. Let's say there's about five to seven slices cut just for their age and feeding ability. They eat their snack, you clean their hands, help them down from the high chair and off they go to play with their toys. All right, and just a reminder about scenario number two, you and your little one are playing on the ground, your little guy or girl grabs at the small bin of blocks with the lid closed with the side clamps. They tug at it and struggle for maybe a second or two. You open the box and dump all the blocks out on the floor. The two of you start to stack the blocks. So in scenario number one, you can offer choices for the type of snack they can have. For example, let's say you want to give them the options of an apple or an orange. Hold them up and say, which one do you want for a snack? Or something similar to that. Hold one in each hand and say apple when you hold up the apple and then orange when you hold up the orange. So you're gonna say, which one do you want for a snack? Apple, orange. Give them time to think and possibly try the word. Let's say they reach for the apple. You can model the word again in a short statement, something like, you want the apple. Pause for a second or two again to see if they repeat the word this time. If your child is already saying apple consistently when you model or on their own, 
then you can up the ante a bit and model Apple Please. Just model the words for the options and give the expectant pause to give your child time to process and try the word. You can use the same strategy for the plate they'll eat off of. Maybe the plates are different colors and you can model the color words, or maybe they have characters on them and you can model the names of the characters. Remember just to give them two options though. All right, we're gonna move on to scenario number two. So let's have two sets of bins or two types of toys. Quick side note that helps increase communication opportunities here. If you place toys in clear bins that have the hinge locks on the sides, you know, they kind of overlap the lid and kind of lock into place, you've actually created more communication opportunities with this little hack. Not everyone can go out and buy a bunch of bins and you don't need to do this. You can buy two of them and then rotate the toys, change the toys inside of them every couple of days. This also helps keep them interested and helps them learn how to play with a variety of toys rather than being fixated on one. And if you're unable to purchase any bins, that's no problem at all. Simply get a couple different toys and place them in a visible but unreachable location, such as up on a shelf. This will also create communication opportunities. Okay, let's go back to the scenario number two. Have a bin or a toy in each hand or sitting on the floor. If you have quick reflexes, no grabbing allowed here, okay? Or you can have it up on a shelf. And you'll ask your kiddo, what do you wanna play with? And then hold up or point to the first toy and say what it is, and then point to or hold up the second toy and say its name. So if you have blocks and cars, you can say something like, do you want blocks, cars? Emphasize the two options. You've just modeled the words, now give that expectant pause. Even raise your eyebrows, lean towards them a little. Really show them you're waiting and wanting a response from them. And no response, no problem. Model it again. Blocks, cars, and pause again. Your child may attempt the word or reach or point to what they want. Go ahead and model the word again in an affirming statement such as, ah, you want the blocks. All right, so those are a couple different ways you can use choices with modeling language with that expectant pause. And you can use this giving choices strategy as often as you like. Pepper it throughout the day at playtime with toys, snack time like we've already talked about, when they're getting dressed for the day, bath time to select toys, on the playground at the park. Talk about what they might be able to do, slide versus swings. Remember to give options. Two is good and model the target words followed by that expectant pause. So let's talk about limitations to this. There will be times when your child may get frustrated or upset by this strategy because the options you're giving them are not really what they want. That's okay. When possible, change one or both of the options or ask them to show you what they want. Try not to let them just grab what it is that they want. Once you have an understanding of what you think they might want, model that word. Oh, you want a banana. Hold up the banana and say, banana. Again, followed by, yep, you guessed it, the expectant pause. If they move towards it, grab for it, nod their head, give you any indication that they do want it, try modeling the word one more time with a one or two second pause, and then go ahead and give it to them. Really, this is supposed to be fun for you and your kiddo. So if, if the frustration levels are getting really high, go ahead and back off from modeling the words and expecting the words, okay? 
It's quite all right to do that. We are already on to the talking tip for the day. This episode is going to be a short one. My husband and I are flying across the country in the morning and um, I still need to get packed. (laughs) So your talking tip for the day is to try out one of these strategies. So if you need to go back and listen, please feel free to do so. This is a three-part series on how do I get my two-year-old to talk. I would love it if you would pick one of these, try them out for a couple weeks, and let me know how it goes. Shoot me an email, please. My email is hello at randolphspeechtherapy.com, and it is listed in the show notes as well. I also want to stress that when you are trying a new strategy with your kiddo to give them more opportunities for communication, whether you're using sabotage or narration or giving choices, you want to give it a couple weeks of consistently using it before you throw up your hands and say, oh my gosh, this is just not working. I understand that it can become frustrating. And if you are feeling frustrated, go ahead and back off. But try, if you can, to do one of these strategies for a couple weeks and really see how it goes. I've seen these three strategies work time and time again with consistent use. And if you do have any frustrations or questions or concerns, definitely reach out. I appreciate you being here and I really hope that the information in today's episode is valuable for you and your little one. Have a great day. Thank you for listening in today. My hope is that this podcast will help you feel a little more calm and confident when it comes to your child's talking. If you have any questions about this episode or want something covered in a future episode, let me know. You can connect with me and find more information at randolphspeechtherapy.com. If you found this podcast worth your time, please rate and leave a written review for the show. This helps other moms find this podcast and get help too. Just a reminder, the content in all of these episodes is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered speech therapy. If you need help finding a speech therapist, reach out. I can help you find one in your area or see if teletherapy is a good option for you. Don't forget today's talking tip and have a great day.